Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Ebs, you have not stopped smiling since you came on here, so i got to ask you something. This trade to New York, how has it been for you? From just watching out here, and we don't get you as much as we'd like the games, but has it kind of recharged you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's fun playing um, meaningful games. How about that? I think this is one of the tighter knit groups that I've been a part of since I've started playing hockey. So um, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome to this second half kickoff, everybody. Always nice to have Jordan Eberly bring you into an hour. And our good friend Eb sniped last night. For the Islanders and their victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Here's Moose. You can go on the two shot, guys. This is not CNN here. I got a fire. Is it, is it working? The uh, Prairie Mobile text line was dead coming back after the long weekend, and uh, we put a little charge on it for the last 40 minutes. You can now reach us at 306 840 8777. I'm getting shamed by a lot of folks. Why does it smell like cucumbers? What? Do you have cucumber? Uh, aftershave on? I don't. Because I don't like cucumbers. Just you, so you, you know. don't? So, I just got a whiff of cucumber. Am I having a heart attack? <laughs> Are you having a stroke? <laughs> it's Clark. You smell burnt toast? toast? Clark smells like cucumbers? <sighs> Can you wait till after to have lunch? Anyways, they're shaming us about wearing our Jets gear today, and I'm not going to go back an hour ago where I just said, Winnipeg has been very nice to us. My inbox has been jammed all weekend with Jets fans saying, thanks for writing about us, thanks for talking about us. And it's happening. You know, They said, we don't care where you're from. You talk about us, respect us, we're good. Very easy team to cheer for. Now, though, people are talking about Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, and how that is my team. And what we were saying, you can get it at the Ultimate Fan Zone. They got, they got everything there for Vegas and every NHL team. And somebody said Rod gets his Vegas gear from Kelly. He means McCrimmon. Eh, some of it. It's nice when you get taken into the merchandise store and they, store and they just go, pick whatever you want. So I've had that happen a few times in team merchandise stores. It's, you feel like Julia Robertson, pretty woman. <laughs> the second time, not the first time when she got kicked out. Uh, Jack in Alberta says, Vegas Knights are showing every star franchise how it's done. Yeah, so far, they didn't last night. They didn't last night. We really got people going here on the Julio uh, Jones stuff. Yeah, we really did. Didn't we? Again, if you just tuned in uh, last hour, we were discussing Shannon Sharp of Fox Sports 1 in the States, calling up Julio Jones, the Falcon star receiver, and just kind of saying, where are you at? And he says, I want out of here in Atlanta. And I don't think he knew he was on TV. And I'm shocked that you think that he did because you've done enough shows that you would know. I'm shocked that we don't agree on this because we normally agree on everything. I know, but it's me putting the business hat on and, you know. But they're not businessmen. They're football players. No, but you know, it's Fox and they have NFL broadcast rights and they're on the rotation for the Super Bowl. They have a large role. They've got corporate responsibility. I don't think that Shannon Sharp... I think he's smart enough to be like, he's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to call him my phone. Don't tell anybody. I'm going to call him and we're going to see what's happening. We're going to drop a stink bomb here and Fox is maybe going to get in a lot of trouble. Maybe he wasn't thinking about that. Maybe he just thought it'd be funny. Let's put Julio on the air, right? And trick him. 
But I don't think I think Shannon Sharp values his relationships. I don't think he would throw a guy into the bus like that. I think Shannon Sharp's a baller. I've known a million guys like that. I don't know him. And I just thought it was two bros calling each other and he put him on the air and didn't he didn't know he was on the air. Look at what he said. Look at what he said. You Would know. he have said that if he'd known he was on the air? I don't think so. That's that's the one question mark for me is I don't <laughs> yes. know that necessarily he would have answered questions like that. Um, few people, uh, Joe, writing from Merrick, Long Island, from the 516 on the Prairie Mobile text line, says, Welcome back, Rod. Dupes and the crew were excellent as usual. Frenzy is still a legend. Let's go, Islanders. And go, Jets, go. Joe from Merrick, Long Island, mere miles from Nassau Coliseum. Stephen in North Dakota says, glad you did the training rod. Wish society didn't need it. But if candy was dot, dot, dot. Yes. Recovery Coach Academy. I'm, why are people so interested in this? It's nice, but most people don't care about the recovery world. You and I have talked about this. It's not glamorous. It's not it's kind of the toilet of industry. You know what I mean? Like you're dealing right. with people at the bottom of their lives. Why are people so interested in this? I think they're interested in, in you. I think that's the big part. And well, I that's think nice it's of them. Very interesting to see that, you know, you've got the other side, right? It's uh, yeah. Superman and Clark Kent. You've got two <laughs> lives going on, right? Thank you for that. I, yes. I, I think the Superman, though, is the recovery stuff. That's, so do that's I. That's the cape, right? Absolutely. So yeah. do I. But you spend 10 hours in training doing that, and you're just like, ah. At the end of the day, yeah. it's draining. This is not clearly. Okay, let's go to Winnipeg now. My good and longtime friend, David Patrician, the sports doctor. He had a little thing cooked up with Clark. Clark was telling me, if the Jets had won, he's coming on today. If they hadn't, you weren't, Dave. So here we are. Did you stay up for all of that last night, the triple overtime madness? 100%. I watched that. I had to record my sports uh, report for the Akalawa station, CKIQ, and I had to file my story for the Manitoba Post. So uh, I was up to about 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Yeah, but a great way, a great <laughs> a great way to be up, man. Like, take me through what Winnipeg's feeling right now. They're off to round two. Well, I, first of all, I have to say that I was truly sorry that I, th- I predicted that the Oilers were going to take this series in five games. I'm very, very sorry for writing that I thought that uh, Paul Maurice should have been traded for John Tortorella at the trade deadline day. I'm uh, very sorry for uh, the nasty things about Kevin Sheveldayoff saying that he had uh, drafting day off and he had uh, trade deadline day off. That's part of his contract. I'm sorry I the Jets' home record was uh, partly responsible for the guys just sitting at home and wives watching The View and the guys couldn't watch focus on that. I'm sorry for all that. We just have to get that out of the way. <laughs> but Winnipeg is Winnipeg is feeling tremendous right now. Um, there's There was like a, a, a car parade. You know how they kids, little kids having their birthday parties and the neighbors all arrange and they all go by and beep their horns making the kid because of COVID feel very good because he couldn't have friends over for a birthday party. Well, the Jets fans did that yesterday around Bell MTS Place uh, with their cars and stuff. And uh, I do think... Um, when the game ended well after 1 o'clock in the morning, I do think that there wasn't a lot of um, guys out there beeping the horns, driving their cars around with flags at that time last night. But the, uh, the city was on fire. It's just, uh, it's just a tremendous feeling. Uh, the only thing that's disappointing is we aren't able to gather en masse around the uh, arena, around the rink, and uh, celebrate like we're supposed to. But uh, it was a tremendous series. Um, the Jets, I thought, played rope-a-dope with the regular season with the Edmonton Oilers, losing seven games against those guys and, and really not even being very competitive in those seven losses. And uh, they just, from the minute the puck dropped in Edmonton uh, last week till yesterday night, or this morning actually, it was total domination. Yeah, and by the way, to our viewers, I'll get to your questions. A million have come in about the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, David, you never did jump off the Jets bandwagon, but a lot did, and I'm just wondering how many feel sheepish now. The media was was pretty good, I think, but, I mean, people wanted Pomo fired, right, and they were regretting the Line A trade, and Halibut's not that good. Like, are they eating their words, or have they even forgotten that they even said that? Yeah, from what I understand, that the Home Depot is out of tar and Michaels is out of feathers. It was bad, that bad, uh, during that last 12 games of the season when the Jets just did not look like a playoff team. Um, and right, it, all the criticism. And we see now why uh, Connor Hellebuck earned the Vesna Trophy last year. He was just absolutely lights out. There's 
so many games during the regular season where you just looked at a goal that he let in and go, what's the deal with this guy? But you can't say any of the goals that the Edmonton Oilers scored on Connor Hellebuck were what you would call weak goals or he was out of position or not paying attention or something like that. He was absolutely lights out. The Jets, I criticized um, um, Paul Maurice for holding, for, for actually tinkering with the lineup. After you won game one in Edmonton, why tinker? He put in Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then in game three, he put in Nikolai Ehlers. Like, things were working. Why are we tinkering? And uh, we understood why we were tinkering on, uh, um, uh, what was it, the last, or Sunday's game. I'm getting mixed up because it is, they just finished playing this morning, right? They, they you know, Nikolai Ehlers scoring an overtime winning goal and uh, the contributions that Pierre-Luc Dubois made and Nikolai Ehlers made. It was a complete team effort. Um you know, and, and and a lot of criticize, criticism being lobbied at Edmonton right now, calling them a, basically a, a two-trick pony with uh, Seidel and Connor McDavid. But, you know, that's really not the case because they had a lot of contributions by, by some of their top guys. They just couldn't solve um, Connor Hellebuck. And uh, the Jets were just, at times, like even last night's game, the second period, it looked like the Jets needed their skate sharp and they were just getting outclassed by the Oilers. But Hellebuck kept them in on the game in that. And you never gave up. You never saw a, a give up. You never saw a guy dogging it. And uh, I tell you, when when um, Kyle Connor took that pass from Neil Pionk in overtime, that basically that bank pass off the boards, when he's coming in, you knew he was going to score. You just knew that was going to happen. And uh, half the town, you could hear the celebrations. You could hear uh, Budweiser red lights going off all over my neighborhood. Um, and you could hear the other half, people people waking up going, what happened? The getting the text, hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? So... A lot of people were like you, Rod. Didn't watch it right to the end. Um, can't blame you. You know, you had a big day today, first back, first show back. But listen, that was just a if, – if, if you ever stayed up late to watch anything in your life, yesterday paid off in three in the third overtime period. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, so here's my thing on that. One, just on the goalies, Hellebuck versus Mike Smith, mano a mano, Hellebuck was better. If you want to talk about who really won the series. But here's my thing. I watched one overtime, and I'm like – yeah, I'll catch Sports Center in the morning. I'm good. I'm not vested as much as you guys. Ooh. However, I did want Winnipeg to win because we have a nice thing going with, on with Winnipeg that I expect is going to last forever. But every time McDavid got the puck, I was like, <gasps> and I didn't. I, I, I was I didn't, exactly I, the same. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't really care. So, how did you feel every time McDavid got the puck? Every time, anytime there was an Oilers rush. You just knew. Like, a lot of times when I was a young hockey fan, I thought 0-0 ties were boring. Absolute boring. And you saw the score. You saw the box score the next day. Uh, the Rangers beat the Bruins one nothing, And you're like, what a dull game. I got to tell you, as sitting, as a vested fan or sitting in a ring, when the third period comes and both teams are at 0-0, that next goal is so important. Anytime your team touched the puck, that was that opportunity. And then multiply that in game 4 of a Stanley Club playoff series when uh, it's in your third overtime period where it, anything could happen. Any, absolutely anything could happen. It was like that. It was edge of the seat. You didn't want to get up to go to the bathroom because you might have missed something. Now, I got to tell you, when the Jets were down 4-1 to one on a Sunday night's game, yeah, I was checking the guide, looking for the littlest hobo or some other rerun I could watch <laughs> right, because I didn't want to watch the rest of this game, but I stuck with it and I was rewarded. So I wasn't going to lo look for the littlest hobo yesterday. Well, I'll tell you something. I've discovered something. I didn't want to tweet it because I don't want my network friends to see it, but I'm watching Netflix in the intermissions. Works pretty good. I have I have been known to do that. I'm, I'm re-watching yeah. Dexter on Crave. There you go. Yeah, it works. Hey, lastly, David, before we let you go, because I want to answer some of these questions, but has the topic of the Maple Leafs come up yet in your town? Or are you still delirious from last night's sweep of the Oilers? Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, Clark pay a lot of attention to this, have to get by Montreal. So we'll be waiting there. The Toronto Maple Leafs, we actually look better in the regular season against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it hasn't really come up. I think a lot of people that I know, a lot of people in my circle of friends are still sleeping, <laughs> even though it is quarter after 12 in Winnipeg right now. But uh, no, it hasn't come up yet. We're going to kind of bask in this playoff victory. We haven't beat the Edmonton Oilers. Like the last time, you know, I was remember. Take you back to 1990 at Northlands Coliseum. When I when I was living in Edmonton, I got transferred out there with the job. So three, the Jets are leading the series three games to one, right? It comes back to uh, Edmonton. I got my chest puffed out. I got my Jet jersey on. I strut into Northlands Coliseum. 
the Jets get blown out, and they get blown out in Game 7. The Oilers go on to win the Stanley Cup. So this particular playoff series against Edmonton had real meaning in the province of Manitoba. And one more thing. You know, remember a few years ago when I started to travel to Regina a lot on, on business, uh, of course, the pandemic has shut that down. Every time I wandered around to a sports store in the mall, whether it be the Cornwall Centre, whether it be any place, everything, all the, all the jerseys were Edmonton Oilers jerseys. And I remember texting you one day, aside from everybody in March wearing Saskatchewan Rough Rider jerseys, I was wondering why are the sports stores carrying so much Edmonton Oilers stuff? So I'm glad guys like you have converted, and I hope we've converted some people, some great people in the city of Regina to be Edmonton, to be Winnipeg Jets fans, that is. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're good. No, huge, huge. The Jets are taking over in this province. Believe me, they are. But it's been an Oilers province my whole life. And actually, those sporting goods stores now, actually, they carry more Golden Knight stuff than anything. They really do. But, yeah. David, keep in touch. It looks like maybe the doors are opening a little bit, so hopefully we can get together soon. But it's always nice to see you, and let's chat uh, through the playoffs here. Let's do it again. Plan the parade. <laughs> Thank you. Follow him on Twitter at the sports doctor Dave Patrician joining us in the Manitoba capital. By the way, so I'm going to get to some of these uh, text messages here and comments from the 403 anonymous texter watching on Game Plus TV in Alberta says, "I'm just glad Darren finally got a haircut." How about that? That was like a month ago. It's been it's been a while. Maybe two. Your hair grows fast. It does. Uh, oh, there's a lot of from Frank in Toronto. God bless you. The doctors in Ontario will be crying. They run the province. No CFL in Ontario until after September 1st. Thanks, Frank. That's from Frank in Toronto. Uh, Not going down that road just yet, but Metal Shingle Guy writes in and he says, Good on you, Mr. Moe. Play ball. Apparently the premier of this province today, Scott Moe, announced that we can play outdoor sports just since we've been on the air here today. So I don't really know what the details are on that. Can we play against each other or is it just practice? No, I think he said sports back on as part of the phase one, step one of the reopening plan. So we've hit all the targets on vaccinations for step one and he's included the outdoor sports in that. Yeah, so we'll probably have university football and junior football. That would in this province. For sure. In this province. Yeah. Um, Where's the dude from Sober Athletic Wear in Toronto? We asked how, uh, real quick here because we're running out of time. Welcome back. What is your view on the effect John Tavares' injury will have on the Leafs-Hab series? Um, Not a ton, obviously, because the Leafs have won since their captain's been out. I didn't like the fight. Stupid. I can't believe that Don Cherry defended it. Most guys have not. I was with Matthew Barnaby. I mean, obviously, close friend of ours. He's like, what? Why is there a fight? This is just stupid. But they can win. They can beat Montreal without John Tavares. And he will be back. Was two-week injury, right, going back to last Thursday? I think so. So what, how do I think it'll affect them? They can, sur- they can survive the absence of John Tavares temporarily because it's going to be a deep run for the Leafs. So that's my take. But we have to break. We're, are we going to Vegas next, Clark? Okay. Andy McNeil joins us from Visa in Las Vegas after this to talk some NHL odds. You're watching the RP Show across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour Sports Radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what? A couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld. It's sleek. There are no cords. It's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh, Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You get... want to know what's new about it? There was only one 
size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm-hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's fansided20 at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. We're going to Vegas here in a second. We're just talking about the Shannon Sharp stuff. You're good. You're good. You're good. I thought that something happened with Shannon Sharp this morning with regards to the Julio Jones stuff. It hasn't. Jack in Alberta is just talking about chatting with him in the Orlando airport. But I say Julio Jones did not know that he was on the phone with Shannon Sharp when he said he was wanted out of Atlanta on Fox Sports 1 yesterday. Darren says that he definitely knew and it was all choreographed. But I think I'm turning you. I think I'm turning you. A little bit. So I'm, I'm reading the headlines. Fox yeah. Sports could face legal issues if Julio didn't know he was on TV. Yes. Did Julio Jones just get ambushed on national TV? Yes. So there's a lot, a lot of sides here. Been there. Yeah. All right. We're walking, uh, watching our uh, talking Stanley Cup playoffs here today. By the way, there's two games tonight. Toronto at Montreal. Leafs up 2-1. Nashville at Carolina. That series is 2-2. Andy McNeil is with VEASAN in Las Vegas. And if you watch the show, follow the numbers, which is on just ahead of ours on Game Plus every day. Andy's on there talking NHL odds quite a bit. And he's set up in his what looks like his man cave there. How you doing, Andy? Welcome to the RP Show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And I uh, hate to disappoint, but uh, you're not you're not seeing me in Edmonton or in Vegas. I'm, I'm in the Edmonton area. So uh, Perfect. not as exciting. <laughs> it's all... Hey, it's the virtual world, right? It's the world that we live in, but you still do odds for VEASAN, so it's all cool. Hey, Dupes had the question for me to give to you. Do you want to ask it? No, or? Go for it. Okay. Did you guys have odds on the Jets sweeping the orders? You, you must have. Like, did, how much well, did anybody win if they put some, some change down on that? All right, so a good friend of mine, uh, Rob Bazola, actually bet uh, the Jets to win in four games. Um, and it, it's, you know, it, it led to a little bit of a discussion on, on Twitter this morning be, between Rob and myself and a couple of other people, um, because he, he bragged about it, obviously, after winning it. It was a 25 to one or 24 to one bet, uh, roughly a 4% implied probability. Um, so yeah, the Jets were obviously very lucky to win all four games uh, in a row. And, and um, that was kind of where the conversation went. But you don't make those bets in hindsight. You, you make them um, with the hopes that, that there will be some luck on the side of the Jets. And, and that's what my, my friend did. So, yes, there, there were, was somebody, at least one person, who made uh, quite a bit of money on, on that prop. Oh, this, is, this is awesome, by the way. And you, listen, Andy, you're going to come on the show. We're going to have fun. The Oilers fan says the Jets were lucky to win in four. A series that went to three straight overtime. Every goal, a one-goal game. Or every game, a one-goal game. So are you a little... I see the Gretzky jersey over your shoulder, obviously. So uh, you're an Oilers guy? <laughs> no, I've got all three. I've got all three greats there, or Gretzky and Lemieux. Uh, it's not anything to do with uh, Edmonton. I have no affiliation or no, um, let's say, allegiance to the team. Uh, I, I, if anything, I'm a Bruins fan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's it's... I don't. I don't think it's an argument, really. I mean, you. No matter who you are, you have to be lucky to win four straight games in the NHL playoffs. So, uh, to say, you know, it, it's not. I don't think it's a surprise to say that that a team is lucky. It's nothing. Uh, it's not slighting them in any way. Um, it's just something that's not very likely to happen. And and a bet uh, that isn't likely to happen is obviously going to have a big payout. And and that one certainly did. I am absolutely just grinding you. Believe me, I am, and having fun with what with what. Well, look what I'm look at what I'm wearing today. So, but let me ask you this: How much are the odds shifting as we move along here for a Stanley Cup favorite or or series as we go? Because I was talking to a hockey guy the other day. He said Colorado Vegas is the Stanley Cup final, 
but it's not. It's going to be just a second-round series, right? Like, have they shifted since they've, they've yeah. started? And, and, and if so, how have they shifted for a Stanley Cup winner? Well, the the Avalanche, um, you know, their odds have obviously uh, shifted. Uh, they're more favorable than they were before. Um, you know, on a, on, in the big picture, I don't think they are great bets to make at this time of year. I think there are many other ways to make money uh, or make good bets um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The futures board, as as we would call it in, you know, in, in the sports betting world, and when we're talking about Stanley Cup odds uh, or, or things of that nature, um, you know, they, they typically come with a high hold, a high hold percentage uh, for the sports book itself. And, and you know, uh, maybe don't offer as much value um, as some people think they, they do on a, on a game to game or on a, a series to series basis or, or whatnot. So for me, when I'm betting Stanley cup teams, I'm trying to like pick out teams throughout the season that are in lulls that I think can turn around. Like for instance, the Boston Bruins earlier this year, um, my team, uh, sorry, <laughs> were um, <laughs> being offered around 18 to one and 20 to one and prices like that. And I was able to scoop some pretty good prices uh, on a Bruins team that when the playoffs rolled around, were closer to 10 to one and 11 to one. Right. So, um, you know, right now, I think, if people are looking to get involved in, as far as, you know, a Stanley cup winner um, and you like a team, your best option is to attack them on a series by series basis. And actually, if you win uh, a bet on, on a team to win a series, then you take your winnings and you roll that over onto the next series uh, and bet on them to win again. And you'll find that you actually will profit more and, and come out ahead more uh, oftentimes by doing things that way, rather than let's say betting on the avalanche to win the Stanley cup at four to one or three to one or something like that, because it's very, very short price that doesn't offer a, a big payout. So if you are looking at one of those contenders, uh, there, there are better ways to go about it. I mean, the Vegas golden Knights, uh, if they do get past the Minnesota wild, which I think they will about 80% of the time here with, you know, a chance to win, uh, two chances to win, sorry. Um, they'll be an underdog a lot in this series versus the avalanche. So you're going to get a very good Vegas golden Knights team at, at underdog prices. You know, possibly we see max patch already come back. So I think there's going to be some really good opportunities in this so-called Stanley cup final, as, as people are saying to, uh, to make some money outside of, you know, betting on a team to go all the way. You uh, just so you know, you've drawn the ire of Winnipeg. Our viewers are writing in and saying, <laughs> what? No luck involved. You get it right, but listen. Well, you know what? Can I can I comment on that? The of difference course. between me and anybody else that's coming on here is is if I'm wrong or if I'm 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 doing this, uh, you know, in a way that that's totally financial for me. Really, I don't I could care less about uh, about the narratives and whatnot. I'm I'm coming in and I'm I'm trying to make good bets and and. Uh, I actually bet on the Winnipeg Jets two times in the series. I didn't bet on the Edmonton Oilers, so I mean, I don't. I'm I'm not against the Jets whatsoever. It's just I, it's a plain fact that you can't win a series uh, in four straight games without a little bit of help from Lady Luck. Yeah, and and speaking of that, by the way, so are you Andy setting the NHL odds for Veasan? Like, are you? Is that part of your no, daily? Well, that's a great question. That's a great question. But the reason Veasan hired me to, or contracts me to, to come on here and, and talk about hockey on various networks and, and Veasan uh, itself is because I'm doing this every day in general. Two years ago, I wasn't on social media. I had no reason to be. They pulled <laughs> me out of the shadows. I was here betting on sports, making odds every day. I, I act. I treat my my approach to sports betting as if I am an odds maker. And, and I feel that's the, the sharp way to go about things. And, you know, they said, Hey, they've got a guy here, or we've got a guy here that, that does this every day, regardless of whether or not we're paying him to do it uh, or not. And, and so they decided to bring me on. Chris bird in Toronto says, great interview. Andy has just given me some new ways to lose money by betting on sports. LOL. <laughs> well, that's, that's the fun part of it. But here, so here's, listen, I'm with you on the luck, but I go back and forth on this because there are those that say there's no such thing as luck. If you live your life the right way, you prepare the right way, you work hard enough that you'll get a lot luckier, right? But you can't say, not you, but you can't say that there wasn't luck involved in Corey Perry kneeing John Tavares and they had bad luck, right? How did, totally. that was not, and that's, that, those are yeah. the, 
those are the things I'm those are the things I'm talking about. It doesn't necessarily mean that hey, they played bad and they got lucky and they won. It's just you know sometimes sometimes they there were times where that series could have shifted in overtime. You can't tell me that there weren't times where um, you know something might have puckered up a little bit for Jets fans. Uh, you know during some of those overtime periods um, and uh, just in general um, the you know the luck factor. I, I mean it's. Uh, man, I, I consider myself to be a pretty successful hockey better, and I am very well aware uh, that I am lucky and that I, you know, I could be on the other side of things if, if not for luck going my way a lot of the time. Um, and and your viewer or your your texter is definitely right. Um, luck favors the prepared, uh, but in a sport such as a hockey, there's a lot more that goes into it than than just being prepared or just you know having everything you know everything has to go your way and and. Uh, and I, I, oh man, if, if you can't see the luck on a game to game basis in the NHL, ooh, I would like to book your action. <laughs> no, I know. Or, or, or in any sports, it's just, I don't, I think you and I could go have a coffee and have a long talk about this. I don't like to leave my life to chance. I don't think coaches like to leave their luck does happen, <laughs> right? But it's just, you'd like to control yeah. it a little bit if you could, is all that I'm saying. Totally. Yeah. And, and I mean, when when I say luck, I mean you get to overtime. At that point, a lot of it is is determined by luck. It doesn't matter if whether or not you know the two teams are going to maybe play uh, a fairly even game. Um, and and if that's the case, at the end of the day, it's going to come down that little mistake. You can't you can't say there's not a little a little luck. Would a, would a player make that mistake over and over again? Would Connor McDavid turn that puck over given given another chance to do so in overtime uh, in triple overtime? Sorry. Um, you know, it's it's things like that. I, I try to temper my my expectations and and kind of uh, bring myself back down. Uh, you know, from some of these heights that you come to when you're when you're a hockey fan, and I am a hockey fan. But uh, uh, when when there's risk and uncertainty involved, I think it's uh, imperative that you you know try to try to bring your expectations down a little bit, maybe climb back to reality. That's why they call it betting. But I mean, you could lay a bet down on is Ethan Bear going to fire up. Puck right up the middle in his own zone in a 3-2 game in the third. Like, Ethan, <laughs> and I, lo- I love him. We've had him in here. But it's like, Ethan, yeah, what are you going to stop doing these things, you know? Catlin uh, Hogan's watching, says, uh, as perhaps the only wild fan on here, I hope they can crack your 80% odds on Vegas, says Catlin. Oh, Catlin. well, listen. Yeah. I mean, so I think the, the Knights have an 80% chance of winning the game here. But once again, I've been betting on Minnesota throughout this series, um, particularly when they're on the road in Vegas because the prices are so much bigger. Uh, the odds were plus 165 for a point uh, uh, yesterday, and that would, would mean that if you bet a dollar on the Wild to win the game, you would get a dollar sixty-five back in return for a win, uh, plus your dollar, so two sixty-five uh, for a total return. Um, you know, and they are plus 450, which, you know, implies uh, less than a 20% chance. So I think they've actually got a better per- uh, chance uh, of actually, you know, winning the series than odds makers do. Uh, and I see a little bit of value in betting the Wild in this situation. But I think there's value in betting them on a game-to-game basis as well. And tomorrow they're, in ho- they're a home underdog uh, against this Vegas Golden Knights team that, you know, they, they piled up a bunch of shots uh, towards Cam Talbot yesterday, but not enough of them were, you know, right in front of that, the net in that high danger area where, where goals happen more often than not. And, um, you know, the door is open here for the wild, a wild comeback, uh, let's just say, but um, I'll be, I'll likely be betting on the wild to, uh, to, to win game six and, and tie the series and force game seven. And, and I will probably roll the, that, those potential winnings, hopefully over onto uh, a wild victory in game seven as well. Bite your tongue. Golden Knights fan here, despite the bunny would hug you, today. Okay. Would, would you would would you bet uh let's say a dollar seventy five to win a dollar on the Vegas Golden Knights in game seven? Because that's the proposition that you're offered with. And and I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> I, I don't, don't it's not yeah. that I it's not that I think the Vegas Golden Knights aren't the superior team. I do. I just just believe that the Wild have really played them tough this season. And although it did kind of seem like Vegas figured them out recently, I, I think that this series is definitely more even than the odds imply. The uh, Wild won five of eight in the regular season, as you know, you're the guy. So I'm not sitting here cocky or anything. But I don't. I don't also. <laughs> I don't bet on my teams either. I don't bet on my own teams. You you get why. Uh, from Jennifer, she says yeah, three. That's that's a great. 
Yeah. That's a great uh, piece of advice. (laughs) Jennifer Illingsworth, she says, three overtime losses by the Oilers could be a completely different series if it went the other way. But that's where the Oilers are sitting today. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's just the way that it is. Um, From Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, unimpressed. I guess the Oilers or Isles were lucky winning five Stanley Cups. Well, four for the Oilers. Don't don't, don't put any stock in that. But Connor McDavid was... But Connor yeah. McDavid was, or sorry, Wayne Gretzky was lucky to have, uh, you know, Lemieux and Coffee and uh, et cetera surrounding him. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Andy, we're out of time. I'm going to let you go, but this has been awesome. Let's, can we do it again through these Stanley Cup playoffs? We'll dive a little deeper into these uh, topics, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, I would love to fire the fine people of Saskatchewan <laughs> up a little bit more. Well, we're on national television on all 10 that? provinces and 31 states. So there's, as you see, they're chiming in from all over today. So thank you, Andy. Appreciate it, my man. All right. Take it easy. Thank Andy you. Andy McNeil from VEASAN joining us, the Vegas Sports and Information Network. What are you laughing about over there, the whole thing? So when he says, he's like, you know, when it's in overtime and in puckered up right yeah all i could think about was al pacino in uh, two for the money shriveled up to the size <laughs> of a decimal point and i'm thinking of that uh yeah uh, okay viewer take over the rest of the way okay and a sports update it's the rp show you're watching on game plus tv network youtube and facebook live and 24-hour sports radio for suds full service car wash at rodpeterson.com Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And uh, the whole crew. Moose is here. Howdy. Clark, Ryan, and Jordan on the other side of the wall. I said it's going to be viewer takeover the rest of the way, and I'm... Uh, True to my word, Georgi Yanitsos writes in, the Greek freak from the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And he says, great show, buddy. Glad to have customers back at the palace. So, so jealous watching fans in the stands and can't wait for that to happen. Of course, I believe. And he says, Jen is one sad server today. She's an Oilers fan and she's a Packers fan. Ooh. Ooh. Talk about getting it hit right in the field. Cruel and unusual punishment. Wayne and Victoria on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777 says, Hi, Rod. I just wanted to say that I've been a fan of yours for years as a Ryder fan, but I didn't know about your addiction problems. It is great what you're doing for others with addiction troubles. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, Wayne. Thank you for, for saying that. I, people don't normally say that. People don't normally go out of their way to say nice things, you know? So, yeah, I had the problems. They're over. And now I've dedicated my life to pulling people out of the fire. It's a great way to live. Um, This is a good one. From the 416, Daryl in Toronto watching on Game Plus TV. Hey, Rod and the boys. Why did Kadri get a harsher penalty compared to Tom Wilson? Well, let's walk that back for a second. Headshot, targeted headshot, sixth suspension. There's been a few. Yeah, history... Honestly, don't tell Gregor this, and I, Jason Gregor from TSN Edmonton, but he didn't, Tom Wilson didn't actually throw Artemi Panarin's head into the ice like a pile drive. That's what I saw, but after Gregor said they kind of wrestled to the ice, I couldn't unsee that afterwards. So what Tom Wilson did was not as egregious as what Kadri did. Multiple Fair. suspensions. Yeah, I did see that. I seen people tweeting something to the effect of, with their explanation that they do, that... The, the punishment gets stiffer with each subsequent suspension, unless you're Tom Wilson. <laughs> oh, Just by the way, speeding you don't inject any logic into this. How George Peros and Colin Campbell, th- th- who, who knows why? I'm just saying this might be how they're seeing it. It was a more egregious thing, and he is worse of an offender than Tom Wilson, I think. Can we not agree on that? Yeah. I think that he is, even though Tom Wilson's bad too. Um, from DG. In Saskatoon, morning, guys. The PGA was my biggest weekend takeaway. Sure, Mickelson winning was something, but wow, the Brooks Kepka bryson DeChambeau feud has gone to new levels. Watch the viral video of Kepka's interview that's out there. I've never seen anything like it. One athlete tripping another during an interview. A feud that's good for golf, in my opinion. Um, I'll let you get excited about that. 
I get that everybody on the tour hates DeChambeau. And I, I like watching golf as much as the next guy. But this is like NASCAR drama crashing and fighting in the end circle. You know what I mean? Can we keep it between the lines, boys? Sells tickets. Just saying. Cool. Not my thing. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs can take firm control of their playoff series against the Montreal Canadiens tonight. The Leafs are up 2-1 heading into game four at Saint-Robel. The Habs have scored just one goal in each of the past two games. Steven Matz will try to help the Blue Jays bounce back. The lefty gets the start as Toronto opens the series in New York against the Yankees. Jays have lost six in a row. It's just a swoon, right? It's just a fad. It's not a trend, don't you think? I think so. They're now five and a half back at Tampa for the AL Eastern lead. The Japanese government says a U.S. warning for Americans to avoid traveling to Japan won't have an impact on Olympians wanting to compete in the postponed Tokyo Games. U.S. officials cited a surge in coronavirus cases in Japan caused by virus variants that may even be risky to vaccinated people. They didn't ban Americans from visiting Japan, but the warnings could affect insurance rates and whether Olympic athletes and other participants decide to join the games that open on July 23rd. And wide receiver Julio Jones says he's ready to leave the Atlanta Falcons. The 32-year-old star told Fox Sports 1's undisputed host Shannon Sharp via telephone that... I'm out of there. In a brief interview, Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot has been reportedly entertaining trade offers for Jones since last month. When asked where he wants to play, Jones replied, right now, I want to win. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across the Pacific Northwest and Western Canada. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours today at g2gbars.ca. Uh, Clark, you tell me if you don't mind, the second we can go to a break, and I will... And that'll give us more time for overtime. Yeah, they're telling me two more minutes. Well, here's the thing with the NFL, man. That's like waving. On this show, it's like waving a match over a tank of gasoline, right? Like, yeah. The second you bring this stuff up, Dean Tix is watching in Green Bay. And he says, Packers GM's done an above average job in getting talent. But this passive aggressive pettiness by Rodgers is old. Okay, we'll get into that. Jack in Alberta says this to my friend Rod. There is something magical about watching a man who has lost himself find his way back home. Great heart work, Rod. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of your support, and you're doing the same stuff, so you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Do you want to take a stab at this from Kat, Catlin Hogan, Rod and Dupes? What's your take on the Jays' bullpen issues on this losing streak? It's a concern. Well, if, yeah. It's a concern. Absolutely. You need, there needs to be ironclad, you know, and you got hitting and you can't be giving up two run leads in the ninth. That just can't happen. But I would say it's a blip. I don't say it's. We often just jump to when there's a problem. Got to change the pieces. Got to change the pieces. No, you got to work harder. You got to practice harder. You got to be better. The talent's there. The talent's there with the Jays. It's got to be better. It, that's why I asked him in the sports update, is this a trend or is it a fad? I believe it's a fad. That's right. They're playing their 162 games. These things are going to happen, and they were playing the best team in the division, maybe in the majors. They've won 11 in a row. I'm not as concerned as everybody else, but we also knew the pitching was going to be a problem, whether it be at the front end or the back end. And there's still time to make acquisitions if they feel they need him. Right. It was just a week ago they were a half game out of the first, pl- yes. out of the first place. And we're- now they're five games out. So it happens quick. We're going to break and come back with a full-on viewer takeover. And they want to talk about McDavid cussing out his teammates last night. We're going to end this the way we started it. Remember? Yes. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. 
Now, back to the studio with Rod. And uh, and the gang, and we're into overtime here. And it's the family of squirrels on meth, right? It's the first day <laughs> back from a long weekend, so we're trying to keep stuff locked down here. Darren's reminding me of things that I said that I promised I would talk about. From EGA watching on YouTube says, Scene, Connor McDavid cussing out his teammates and making faces on the bench. But it was he who nonchalantly coughed up the puck entering the offensive zone that led to the Jets winning goal. We can't do everything. McDavid was on the ice the whole time. But I get what you're saying. Jennifer Illingworth says, Connor should have done that in game three when we were up after the Jets scored their second goal. This is what worries me for the Edmonton Oilers finger pointing here, there, everywhere. Go way back to the warm-up where I said, with Mike Smith gunning his defenseman during the regular season in games, just stop the puck, Mike. They got a lot of problems in Edmonton, and it ain't Connor McDavid. By the way, let's update the poll question, by the way, which we stole from Arash Madani. The Capital Automall Universal Collision Center poll question is, who asks for a trade first? Connor McDavid, Carey Price, or neither? I voted for neither. You did too? Yeah. 55% on Twitter saying neither and 53% well, on Facebook saying they're hockey guys. They just don't do that. Let's remember something, right? When you think about Connor McDavid, 24, he's still young. 24 is young. But he's now played six seasons in Edmonton. He's getting really close to the halfway point of his career. Like, he's going to be almost on the back half. Now, if he stays healthy, probably has a 20-year career, especially with how good he is if he stays healthy. So then he's closer to the quarter mark than the half mark. But 14, 15 years is, is, is long, right? 16 years for a career in the NHL. Um, six years, like, he's only played 20 playoff games. So you start wondering, well, like... And that's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and pick at a wound like Rick Hagland says McDavid wanted to win a lot more than a few of his teammates. That's got to be frustrating. Look, I was saying it earlier in the year. Hashtag free McDavid and these kinds of things. And did you see those Oilers fans jump down my throat? Of course. I said, do we trust the Oilers goaltending? Did you see Oilers fans jump down my throat? Today's not the day to say, told you so. No. But we're going to bring on, hopefully, Jason Greger on Thursday from TSN Edmonton or somebody from Edmonton to talk about where the orders go from here. Because it's what he's just saying. You're, you, Connor McDavid seeing his career wasted. It's, it's a fact. And I don't know what it is to put the finger on. I was talking to my brother the other day. We agree. If, they, if Dave Tippett can't get this figured out, nobody can. Nobody can. Would you not agree with that? It's not a coaching issue. No. It's not a coach. I see the culture issue because when I look at the Oilers, I just struggle to say, what's their identity? And the identity is Connor and Leon, and that's it. But there's no cultural identity. You know, it's hardworking team or fun team to watch or consistency through the team. There's no identity there. It's kind of, you know... You go over to your aunt's house and there's two chairs she's bought on sale and two chairs that don't match. And, you know, the other room doesn't flow with the house. And, yeah, you got some really nice stuff in there and some really good pieces. But they don't have an identity. I like Mike Smith. Great competitor. And he played well, really well. Had a great season. But there's no identity. The culture needs to change. Boom. And that's hard to do. Yeah. They've been trying. But they're not a team, and, and I could go on about this forever, especially when you guys want to talk goalies. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, one thing's for sure, Smith handles the puck outside the net better than Hella. Yeah, but who cares? Again, go back and watch the warm-up. You have one job. Stop the puck. If you want to go play the puck, go ahead, but that's not what we're paying you to do. Stop the puck. Connor Hellebuck stops the puck better than Mike Smith. You can just see Mike Smith's always looking and wondering well, you know, how he can get out of the net and play the puck. Why? There's confusion there with his defenseman. Connor Hellebuck doesn't do it. Who's still playing and who isn't? Why am I getting wound up about this? How about that? Brady in Saskatoon. Hey, Rod, welcome back. Those Oilers are a train wreck. I predicted the Jets win. Definitely didn't have them winning in four. Mike Smith has now nine straight playoff games, lost nine straight games. Hoping we get to see a more energized Habs team come out tonight wanting to win. Price standing on his head. 
Leafs getting away with head-to-head contact and running our players. It's all good, though. They're from Toronto, after all. (laughs) Stop. Stop it. The guy, Dean, in Green Bay wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And I said, it's in my Twitter story, if you go back and watch, that I'm swinging over to Aaron Rodgers' side because he explained himself way better on ESPN last night with Kenny Mayne. And he just said, I'm being treated like a number here. And I said in the warm-up, it hit me in the feels because I know how it feels to be treated like a number. Not by you guys, obviously. I just came out of a week-long course being treated like an object where you're told what to feel, what to think, and what's best for you, or treated like a resource. I just came out of a week-long training about all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers isn't treated like a resource. He's treated like an object. And he just he doesn't feel part of what they're doing in Green Bay. And he explained it really well to Kenny Maine, and that's my thing is, I get it now. That's all. But people are still going to think he's a prima donna and still... I did a month ago. Are you coming around on that at all? I am a little bit. I am a little bit for sure. I think, you know, they need Aaron Rodgers to win. Without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are not a Super Bowl contender. They're not. With Aaron Rodgers, they might be a Super Bowl favorite coming into the season. So it completely changes everything. You just brought back um, the running back Jones, right? You just brought him back. You just brought some other pieces in because you're ready to win again. That The window yeah. is here. With Aaron Rodgers gone, it is slammed shut. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but we're starting to hear a little more. Yeah. And that's why I'm, he's starting to win the PR battle. John in Winnipeg says, I think that a goalie that can play the puck is an asset, not a deterrent in the speed and skill of the NHL. How about that? Hey, John, I'll say it again. Who's still playing and who isn't? And you're a Jets fan. Uh, from EGAs is agreed as uh, Captain McDavid was losing his composure. But can you blame him? Can you blame him? I think we're carrying that over to tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I don't have uh, the screen froze on me here, so I don't know who we got tomorrow. Oh, JT O'Sullivan and Theo Fleury, a couple of my boys. All right. We'll see you tomorrow noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.